open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this will actually just be a monologue. Uh, it's the end of the first quarter, 2015, so let's uh, have a little bit of a recap. With Bitcoin, we have the seven-sided network effect. Uh, the first is speculation. The foundation for speculation is going to be security. Uh, so I recommend listening to episode 131 with Eric Lombroso. He's the founder and core developer with MSigna. It's a a very secure offline multi-sig wallet. So uh, that's an exciting one. We also have episode 124 with Jesse Powell. He's the CEO and founder of Kraken, uh, which is the largest Euro Bitcoin exchange. Obviously, you need an exchange in order to uh, speculate on the price of Bitcoin. In episode 128 uh, this quarter, we had Tony Gallippi. He's founder and chairman of the board at BitPay.com, which is the largest merchant processor. Uh, They process for Microsoft, Newegg, Tiger Direct, Zynga, uh, nine of the top $15 billion plus companies that accept Bitcoin uh, use BitPay to do it. Uh, So that's a great update on on the merchant adoption area. Uh, Then we have... For the third network effect, which is consumers, these are people who use Bitcoin solely because the merchants accept it. Uh, They're not necessarily speculating on the price. Well, we have episode 140 with Roger Ver. Now, Roger's a good friend of mine, early Bitcoin adopter and evangelist like myself. And we talk about purse.io in that interview and how it's making uh, everything more efficient in the economy. Uh, It's really a must-listen because... You know, when you buy something on Amazon with your credit card, you might get rewards points. You know, a Starwoods American Express, that's like the most valuable rewards points. Those are worth maybe 2.3 cents, 2.3 cents per dollar. So, you know, about 2% return. Uh, With Purse, over 10,000 transactions have been done with an average savings of 18%. Uh, So we're talking like this is a 9x return solely for using Bitcoin as the medium. You can buy the Bitcoins on Circle, spend them on Purse, uh, buying something on Amazon, bam, done, saving a ton of money. Uh, There's really no reason for people not to use Bitcoin, even if they absolutely loathe it and hate it. Uh, Everybody likes saving money. Uh, When I tried it out, I actually saved 35%. So it's really, really a major player there. Uh, Number four is security or the mining infrastructure. Uh, episode 144 with Marshall Long uh, from Final Hash, a major miner. Uh, he does a lot of consulting work over in China. A good, good listen overall. Uh, then we're, you know, the fifth network effect are developers. This is the mindshare people building it out, making it more useful. Uh, episode 125, we have Michael Perklin, former uh, digital forensic analyst, 
Uh, we talk about C4, the Cryptocurrency uh, Standards Association, and the work he's doing over there to uh, have you know, some minimum level of skill or aptitude where people can get certified uh, on Bitcoin knowledge. And then number six is financialization. This is the sixth network effect. Uh, Paul Chow, CEO and founder of LedgerX, uh, episode 145. And that really is a good, a good listen if you're interested at all in Wall Street and how the big money is going to be playing in. Uh, LedgerX, they're going to be a swap execution facility uh, for fully delivered physical Bitcoin uh, swaps. And they're working for CFTC approval right now. So that's, that's very exciting. Two other podcasts that are kind of uh, just honorable mentions. Uh, Jim Robinson, a found, uh, managing partner at RR&E Ventures, one of the largest uh, venture capital tech funds out there. Uh, I think six or seven funds, $250 million per fund. Uh, that's episode 135. And then also episode 132 uh, with Phil Champagne. And he went and collected all the writings of Satoshi Nakamoto and then uh, formatted it into the book of Satoshi. And it's a great book. Satoshi really was foresightful in a lot of stuff. So we discuss, we discuss the book and some of our favorite passages in it. So what happened in the first quarter in Bitcoin? I mean, we had some major stuff going on. First, transaction volumes are hitting all-time highs. Uh, 115,000 blockchain uh, settled transactions. Coinbase is doing another probably 10,000 a day that are off blockchain. Plus, we have the payments protocol out there. Uh, these Bitcoins are really slinging around all over the Internet. I mean, they're moving around. Velocity is picking up. Might be a reason for a decline in price, actually. It decreases demand for Bitcoin. Uh, but, you know, that's exciting. People are actually using the technology. That means that they find it useful, valuable. They pay miners fees. That's an actual economic cost to send these transactions around. Uh, it's great stuff. Huge news. Uh, Coinbase raised $75 million this quarter. Uh, from major financial institutions. This is the first play with major financial institutions. New York Stock Exchange, Vikram Pandit, former CEO of Citigroup, uh, a chairman, uh, vice chairman on Morgan Stanley was in the round, uh, Thomson Reuters, USAA Bank, the bank for the veterans. I mean, come on. If you're going to have a currency collapse and there's going to be uh, civil unrest, who do you want to have making a lot of money because the price of Bitcoin goes up and it's easy to buy them? Yeah, veterans and their families. Uh, that helps maintain the social order. So, you know, Coinbase raised a lot of money, very strategic, very good plays there. Uh, and also the very secretive 21 Inc. Uh, they raised $116 million. Uh, to build stuff out. We don't really know what they're going to be building out. They haven't said too much about it, uh, probably in the mining space, but uh, very exciting. I actually attended the Silk Road trial in January. I attended probably five days out of the 15 or so day trial. Very interesting to watch. Uh, Albrecht convicted on all counts. The jury hardly deliberated on it. The, the evidence that the prosecution submitted was just torrential. Uh, it just downpoured so much evidence. Uh, it was very interesting to watch the gears of uh, justice grinding up uh, Albrecht. He's going to get sentenced in May. Uh, and then just today, like on the last day of the quarter, uh, we find out that the feds were actually DPR. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, two 
agents, uh, special agents with the Secret Service, and uh, arrested uh, for embezzling funds from Silk Road, for being corrupt in the investigation. Uh, they, the prosecutors had actually told Albrecht's lawyers this, but they weren't able to reveal it at trial. Uh, just really kind of crazy stuff. I mean, just absolutely insane. Uh, other other big news, Rakuten started accepting Bitcoin using BitNet this quarter. Rakuten's uh, one of the top 10 internet companies out there. I mean, they're just massive. And what's kind of cool is when you go to check out, you can specify a return address. And so you're actually able to check out without giving them any personal information. And if the order doesn't work out well, you just have them uh, send a refund and it goes to your, your Bitcoin address that you gave them at the time of checkout. That's a cool feature. I think BitPay needs to do that. Uh, other big stuff, uh, Alan Reiner, over our founder and CEO at Armory, uh, we'd actually been talking about this stuff for a while. And then out of nowhere, VeriSign uh, posted up on their blog, totally leaks it really early. Uh, it's a spec for DNSSEC and Dane to put to basically make secure payment addresses right into the DNS zone record. Uh, and VeriSign's a major player. I mean, we're talking they're the, the they're the major registrar for .coms, .nets. Uh, this is huge, huge uh, for kind of pushing Bitcoin into internet trust and. Uh, our spec, our 27-page spec that we put out at Armory, very helpful in that regard. So, you know, things are moving ahead. And then, you know, we've got we've got this issue with regulation. And back in episode 110, I interviewed Brian Donegan. He's with the Isle of Man government. And we talked about how they would be working on passing legislation that would be very Bitcoin-friendly. Well, guess what got passed March 17th, goes into effect April 1st. It's the Proceeds of Crime Act in the Isle of Man. I've read it, very friendly to Bitcoin stuff, very friendly to cryptocurrencies, uh, basically gives the regulator jurisdiction to, uh, to, to oversee entities that are engaged in this. You can apply and use Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies with pretty much everything. They do, they do a lot on, uh, registering yachts and planes, and they have a huge offshore trust com- uh, trust sector, hedge funds, uh, gambling. I think 10% of Isle of Man's GDP comes through gambling. Uh, they they want to they they were innovators and leaders in digital gaming, uh, online gaming, and they they laid legislation down to protect the customer and keep crime out and. That's why they have such a big percentage of GDP uh, working with these online gaming companies. Well, they want to do the same thing with Bitcoin. And so this Proceeds of Crime Act, there's now legislation. Uh, Isle of Man's major amount of money managed out of there. Uh, They already have 60 uh, Bitcoin-related companies that have uh, incorporated there, started moving companies and uh, people over there. This is very exciting. They're jumping on the ball. They see this hard trend uh, of digital currency and Bitcoin moving forward. Uh, I say hard trend because that's a future where the facts can't really be changed. And so it will unfold as opposed to a soft trend where uh, the facts or the data or the assumptions 
they lead you to think that it might happen, but it may or may not actually happen. Well, Bitcoin, you know, go listen to those uh, episodes that I mentioned earlier. This seven-sided network effect has taken root. Digital currency is a hard trend. It will uh, this innovation, this creative destruction with distributed consensus and programmable trust, uh, it will take place. Bitcoin is the largest, the deepest protocol. It's extending its tentacles every day. Uh, there's nothing anywhere close uh, that can uproot it. It's a hard trend. You know, people who aren't deep, deep in the industry, they still look at Bitcoin. They uh, look at it with a lot of suspicion, like, oh, it might turn into something. Uh, but they're, you know, they're just not deep in in the guts of stuff. Uh, go read our armory spec that we wrote with Verisign. You know, if you want to see the quality and the level of work that's getting done, and you know, there's a lot of that going on with major, major world institutions, and that is, you know, a lot of it's covered under non-disclosure agreements, so it just can't be talked about until it gets done. So anyways, that's that's a recap of the first quarter of 2015 with Bitcoin-related stuff. And uh, I'd just like to thank people who've uh, made donations. We have tips on Bitcoin.kn. You can uh, scan the QR code, send some tips. We've, we've had some good tips, you know. Someone actually sent like a quarter of a Bitcoin, uh, about 100 bucks in one tip, some of the tips, five bucks, uh, a lot of them, a nickel, 10 cents, you know, whatever people give. Basically, like, I don't take your time and attention for granted. It costs money to get the podcast episodes edited. Um, that saves you time. You know, we save an average of three to four minutes per episode when we edit them, uh, edit the ums and ahs out. And when you multiply that by the number of listeners that we got, I mean, we're saving, we're saving hours and hours of time per episode. So, you know, I don't take your time and attention for granted. I, I would just hope that you don't take, uh, my money, uh, for granted, uh, getting the episodes edited. So, you know, kind of crowd, crowdsource the, the episode editing. Otherwise, you know, we might have to find a more sustainable way to fund it and, that might be some type of advertising or whatever. But anyways, you know, everything is moving forward. It's really exciting. We're at the cutting edge of finance and technology, and it's just full steam ahead. I think that, that it's a great time to continue acquiring Bitcoins. I actually think they're uh, very undervalued at the current price. It's a good time to buy. So anyways, uh, good luck and keep learning. Thanks for listening. Oh, and uh, just forgot... In case you have any particular people you'd like me to interview, uh, any suggestions, like by all means, like uh, send them my way. You know, I'd I'd love to have some ideas for guests. Uh, so there we go. Thanks. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. 
Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.